Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lenz, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You can learn more about the program and our church when you download our free Living Truth app. Now, here's part three of Pastor Michael's teaching in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 15 through 9-7, called, His Name Will Be Called. The gospel is not some irrelevant way of life that people think they, they can just push to the side. And that's what a lot of people think. And so they say, that's good for you. I'm glad that works for you. And sometimes we think, oh, fine, I guess they don't need Jesus then. No, this is not about pragmatism, brothers and sisters. This is either about finding a sanctuary or finding yourself in pieces on the ground. That's what the Bible teaches. That's what Jesus said. So he says, bind up the testimony, 16. Seal the law among my disciples. There's a remnant. And I will wait for the Lord. You might want to just write in your Bible, Isaiah 40, 31. Those who wait for the Lord will renew their strength. And they will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not be weary. They will walk and not grow faint. I will wait for the Lord, who is hiding his face, notice, from the house of Jacob or Israel, I will even look eagerly for him. That's what he wants. Behold, I am the children whom the Lord has given me. And these are Isaiah's two kids. Remember I told you the first one is a sign and the second one will be as well. And Isaiah is a sign to his generation that they will keep on listening, but not listen. Keep on hearing, but not listen, right? Behold, I, I think that's Isaiah there, and the children whom the Lord has given me are for signs and wonders, you can cross-reference uh, chapter 20, verse 3, where I think it has more to do with a symbol here. My children are for signs and symbols in Israel from the Lord of hosts who dwells on Mount Zion. Mount Zion is the place of, his, of the temple, if you will, and seems to mirror the holy dwelling place of God. Bind up the testimony because they neglect the truth. And so if they won't run to the truth, then bind it up and Give it to the disciples. Seal it among my disciples because they neglect it. So it becomes something for them that is bound up. They, they don't see it. They don't run to the truth for refuge. They don't run to the sanctuary and therefore God says, then bind it up and you, Isaiah, and your kids will become signs and symbols. Here's what my people will do. Instead of running to the law and the testimony, here's what they'll do. And when they say to you, consult the mediums, 19, and the spiritists who whisper and mutter. That's the best you're going to get from mediums and spiritists, by the way. A lot of whispering and muttering. Should not a people, oh, you need to underline this, consult their God. What's the horoscope say today? I wonder what's going to happen in my life. Give me that fortune cookie. It's got to be true, right? I'm being facetious. But there are people. I worked with a girl. She was Jewish. I witnessed to her several times. For some reason, she just couldn't step over and come to Jesus as the Messiah. But she would go to a medium, and she did. She went to a medium for, she was longing for a man to be in her life, so a lot of her questions were about a man. The medium taped the session. So she comes to work. She knows I'm a Christian pastor. She gives me a copy of the audio cassette. So I'm going out to lunch, and I put it into my car. It was eerie. The, just the tone of the way the woman spoke. And, 
This woman was blown away because the medium apparently got a lot of things right that nobody knew about this girl. She was impressed. So she asked me after. I listened to the whole thing and kind of made the hair on the back of my neck stand up a little bit. And I said, let me just say this to you. You're Jewish. You ought to read Deuteronomy (laughs) and some other Old Testament books, and I think you'll, you'll get the answer from God. But here's the point. If you got accurate information from this woman, it's not from God. Because God will not honor that and he won't bless. But she knew, she knew things. I don't care what she knew. That should scare you even more. That she knew things. Because that means the source of the information was supernatural. And if God won't honor that, then guess what you're playing with now? You think this is a game? You think Captain Howdy just wants to play ball with you? Do you remember The Exorcist? That was based on a real story. It was actually a boy in the real story. Now, it was definitely several accounts all mingled together. But the point is, is that it happened, and it does happen. And people open a door, and they think, oh, it's no problem, it's fine. And God says to the law and the testimony, 20, if they do not speak according to this word, It is because they have no dawn, or if you have the New King James, it says there is no light in them. Look how far they went. Should they consult, end of 19, the dead on behalf of the living? They practice necromancy. What's necromancy? It's contacting the dead to get information. Seen it happen before? They hold a seance. We had a group of elders at a church in Orange. We were sharing testimonies one night. We had a very quiet elder. He was probably the smartest elder of the whole bunch. He always waited to the very end of the meeting to say anything, and he usually had the most wisdom of all of us. We were all, well, we should do this, and he'd always wait. And then at the end, we go, wow, Brian, that was wise. Yeah, that's because he listens before he talks. Anyway, so we're sharing, if that's for you tonight. Anyway, so, he said, so we're all sharing, yeah, I partied, and I got saved, and grew up in the church, fell away, and got saved. And Brian goes, well, one day, me and my buddy were in high school, and we went out and smoked some pot. We went to my house, where I lived. My mom was having a seance. There was a big wood kitchen table there. And so we had just gotten high. We figured, well, why not join in the fun? So we sat down at my kitchen table. There were several people at the table. Everybody's hands were, they were holding hands above the table. And all of a sudden, we started hearing knocking noises under the table. So they opened their eyes. They're looking around, and everybody's hands are on the table. So Brian says, all of a sudden, the lights in the hallway were flickering on and off. And he said, I knew the house was not fixed. It wasn't gizmoed. I lived there. This was my house. He said, all of a sudden, the table lifted up off the ground, slid about three or four feet, and pinned the medium to the wall of our kitchen. He said, me and my friend were so freaked out. We got up. We ran to the nearest church and got saved. (laughs) And we're like... Brian, we never knew. The quiet elder had this radical testimony. And he says, we figured if the power of Satan's that strong, we need the power of God in our life. And we're like, whoa. Necromancy is contacting or communicating with or interacting with or summoning or trafficking with spirits of the dead. Often this is done to obtain information, hidden or otherwise, about the past, present, or future for purposes of performing magic, or for other mundane matters. That's from a book on witchcraft. And God, if you want to read about it, read Deuteronomy 18, 9 through 15, and you'll find that God says, 
several times, I find that detestable. It is abominable. It is so abominable to God that he's kicking those people groups out of his land because of it. God says, I don't want you to go there. I don't want you to learn to practice what they practice. They will pass, 21, through the land hard-pressed and famished, and it will turn out that when they are hungry, so now the people are going to deal with captivity and devastation because they chose not to make God their sanctuary, and they will be enraged and curse their king and their God as they face upward. Reminiscent to anyone? You know, in the book of Revelation, people will be having the day of the Lord come upon them, and rather than repenting of their sins, they will blaspheme God. And we think all it will take is the judgment of God and people to see God for who he is, and surely man will turn. No, they won't. It says they wouldn't repent of their witchcraft and their evil deeds. They cursed God. And the people will be hungry, and they'll be warned from the prophet, prophet, judgment has come to our land because we wouldn't treat God as our sanctuary. Turn, and they'll be going, where's food? And they will look up and curse God. That's the people of Israel. Wow. Do you think when an end time scenario comes on the United States that a bunch of people who rejected the gospel are going to say, oh, I remember that one person shared with me about the mark of the beast and and I have this gospel tract I saved and now I'm going to become a Christian and go through, are you kidding me? I don't know that we're going to have a ton of converts in that time, brothers and sisters. We have people here that have been invaded by a foreign army, even uh, armies that belong to their own uh, tribes, And they look upward and curse their king and their God. And then they will look to the earth and behold distress and darkness. The gloom of anguish. This is a dismal picture of those who are frustrated and desperate. They will be driven into the darkness of despair or the gloom of anguish. And if it ended there, I think you'd all want to go home tonight and just go, bummer. I don't want to read Isaiah anymore. I'm not coming again on Wednesday nights, even if they have hamburgers. But it doesn't stop there. The text will turn, and we're almost done, but this is some great news. But there will be no more gloom for her who was in anguish. In earlier times, he treated the land of Zebulun. This is all in the region to the north now, where the northern tribes are. And the land of Naphtali. This is the area of Galilee now. With contempt. Why? Because they were trying to beat up his own people, Judah, right? But later on, he shall make it glorious by the way of the sea on the other side of Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. Now get this. Where all the trouble was, where the stirrings were of war, where people had ignored God and turned away from God and the king to the north, the king of Israel is trying to turn on his own people. God says right there in that area of Galilee, a light is going to come. Light will begin to emerge where there was once darkness and judgment and people turning away from God. Right in the darkest places is where God wants to shine his light. And the people who walk in darkness will see a great light. And those who live in a dark land, the light will shine on them. And when Jesus came, where did most of his ministry take place? Galilee. He did his ministry right around the Sea of Galilee in the northern part of Israel. And thou shalt multiply the nation. Thou shalt increase their gladness. Where there was once gloom, gladness. They will be glad in thy presence, his sanctuary. 
as with the gladness of a harvest. This is the favorite time for those who are involved in agriculture because the harvest comes in and there's great joy or they will be like men who rejoice when they divide the spoil. This is kind of the picture of after a war when you're still alive and you're thanking God for that. Not, not only that, but you're counting the, the booty or the spoil that you've gotten from it. You're rejoicing for thou shalt break the yoke. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Thanks for tuning in to Walk in Truth today. Did you know there's more where that came from? Download the Living Truth app to listen to more of Pastor Michael's teachings whenever you want. You can even watch videos. And if you're local to Southern California, you can get updates on church events, new studies, and more. Download the free Living Truth app today. Merry Christmas from Pastor Michael and the Walk in Truth team. We're so grateful to all of our partners who partner with Walk in Truth. Since last year, our listener partnerships have grown. Last Christmas, we let our listeners know it cost over $150,000 a year to fund this ministry. That includes radio airtime, podcasting, promotion, equipment, supplies, and one part-time staff member. At this time last year, we were excited to report listener support had reached 25% of our overall budget. The rest is funded by Living Truth Christian Fellowship Church funds. Now that has grown to 31%, and because of that, we have added Walk in Truth to three more radio stations, where more people have had a chance to hear these teachings. We could still use your help, too. And if you've been listening for a while, you know that I rarely do this, and I'm not necessarily even comfortable asking for finances, but the reality is that this program has to pay for radio airtime and what we do, and it's a blessing to partner with what you believe in, with the gospel ministry that hopefully has been a blessing to If that's you, would you please consider giving an end-of-the-year tax-deductible donation? Please give a one-time gift on behalf of you, your family, or business. You can help us pay for airtime for the radio station or podcast app you listen to. Visit walkintruth.com and click on Donate. That's walkintruth.com. Click Donate. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk in Truth. Where people had ignored God and turned away from God, and the king to the north, the king of Israel is trying to turn on his own people. God says right there in that area of Galilee, a light is going to come. Light will begin to emerge where there was once darkness and judgment and people turning away from God. Right in the darkest places is where God wants to shine his light. And the people who walk in darkness will see a great light. And those who live in a dark land, the light will shine on them. And when Jesus came, where did most of his ministry take place? Galilee. He did his ministry right around the sea of Galilee in the northern part of Israel. And thou shalt multiply the nation. Thou shalt increase their gladness where there was once gloom, gladness. They will be glad in thy presence, his sanctuary. As with the gladness of a harvest, this is the favorite time for those who are involved in agriculture because the harvest comes in and there's great joy or they will be like men who rejoice when they divide the spoil. This is kind of the picture of after a war when you're still alive and you're thanking God for that. Not not only that, but you're counting the, the booty or the spoil that you've gotten from it. You're rejoicing for thou shalt break the yoke for of their burden and the staff on their shoulders, all images of captivity and burden the rod of their oppressor, as at the battle of Midian. Go back to the book of uh, Judges and Gideon. For every boot of the booted warrior, five in the battle tumult, and cloak rolled in blood will be for burning, fuel for the fire. 
The image of the booted warrior is that stamping image of the army coming, war. The, the image of the cloak rolled in blood is what the ancient armies would do is they would dip their uh, cloaks in blood to frighten people that they were about to invade. Almost as if to say, we just killed a bunch of people and their blood's on our clothes and you're next. That's what they would do. They would roll, they would dip it in blood to freak you out. And God says, I'm going to take their boots, their armor, I'm going to take their cloaks or garments rolled in blood, and I'm going to use them for fire. We'll add them to the bonfire. For a child will be born, last two verses. A child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince. The Hebrew there means leader or chief of peace. And there will be no end to the increase of his government or of peace. And on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness from then on and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this. We'll break down this more next week, but for right now, I just want you to see how the light emerges. Every time in the book of Isaiah, it seems like when it gets the darkest, all of a sudden, a prophecy, a nugget is put in there. And if you separate it from the text, the context, I don't think you get the full impact of it. But when you read it and where it's placed, you go, oh my, at the darkest of times, all of a sudden, a prophecy comes in about the light of the world, the Messiah. He will take the government over. He will be the king that Ahaz was not. He will rule on the throne of David forever and ever. And of the increase of his government, there will be what? No end. You see, a light has dawned to those people. And he came. And he was born on a Bethlehem night. And he said to them, I am the light of the world. And he cried out on the day of the feast, if there's anyone thirsty, let him come to me and drink. And he called out to his own, the people, uh, Galilee uh, region and down in there in Jerusalem. And he came to his own, but, you know, a good number of his own did not receive him. But to as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become the children of God. He will be a refuge and a sanctuary to those who will come to him. And a stone of stumbling to those who won't. And as the New Testament story unfolds, you see it. There are some that encounter him and they are so blown away. They say like, Peter, Lord, I'm a sinful man. Depart from me. And Jesus says to Peter, we're going to call you rock. Yeah, you're going to make your mistakes, but you're going to preach light. You're going to fish for men. And there will be others that hear the same sermon, see the same miracles, and stumble over the stumbling stone. And they are dashed into the pieces. And their names are Judas and Caiaphas and others. Isn't it interesting? Same light, same provision is there. The different response is the key. But the beauty is, he's Emmanuel. And sometimes when it seems the darkest in our lives, his light shines the brightest. Have you noticed that? Sometimes when it seems like there's no way out, that's not a bad place to be. Invading armies, giants in the land, and you go, Lord, where else are we going to go? And God says, good, now I got your attention. Will you run to me? Father, we want to thank you for your word. And we want to thank you for the light of Jesus Christ. What a brilliant, beautiful light. And thank you that 
He is the king of the kingdom of light, and you have transferred us into his kingdom. And we are here to proclaim the praises of him who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. You see, we were there, Lord. Some of us fought you for a long time. Some of us tried to make you irrelevant. Some of us ignored you. Some of us tried to push you to the side, and you kept knocking on the door. And we're so grateful. Because now we have seen a light. A light has dawned. And that light is so beautiful and so majestic and so deep that we wonder how we could have ever lived without it. And it's just a glorious thing, Lord, how you save us. We thank you for the light of the gospel. We pray that that light would so shine through us that men would see our good works and glorify our Father who's in heaven. Stir us as a people, Lord. We don't know how many days we have left on this planet, but we do know that you hold the future in your hands and that you are with us. You are Emmanuel. May your living waters and your refreshing presence flow over the people of God tonight with refreshment and encouragement, assurance. And if some are far from you tonight or some don't know you yet, I pray that you draw them to yourself, Father. As your head and heart is bowed, if you don't know Jesus, you're not sure if you died tonight, you'd be in heaven. Just ask him into your life and two real important things. One is repent, turn away from your sin. Turn away from trying to do it on your own and receive Jesus Christ. Trust him, believe in him, turn to him. Thank him for dying on the cross for you, for rising from the dead. Trust in him and he will be true to his word and he will save you. Father, I pray for those who might be crying out to you and those who just need a fresh touch that you touch every soul. We love you and worship you in Jesus' name. Amen. You've been listening to His Name Will Be Called, Part 3 on Walk in Truth. That was Pastor Michael's teaching in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 15 through 9-7. And don't forget, if you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to Walk in Truth on the Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks so much for listening to Walk in Truth on this station. Please continue listening here because, well, this station is honoring the Lord by serving many more ministries in addition to ours. And you'll get to hear the latest broadcast from Pastor Michael. Walk in Truth is also available on your podcast app on Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and many others. You can listen to all of Pastor Michael's previous teachings. We have Pastor Michael's teachings in the book of Colossians, Job, Ephesians, Psalms, Revelation, and many more. Listen to Walk in Truth whenever you want on your favorite podcast app. Now, here's Pastor Michael. Well, when you think about those descriptions of the Lord, He is Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Think about the, those areas of life, a counselor, you know, a wonderful counselor, one who is mighty. You know, we have uh, all these superhero movies, but we have one who's truly the mighty God, uh, everlasting father. Think about the idea of a father who is good and just and true and takes care of us. Prince of peace. Think of how deeply we need someone who can bring peace, who can be a prince over it, who can bring shalom, who can end the chaos. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you know him? He is the name above all names. At his name, every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that he is Lord 
to the glory of God the Father. If you've not met him before, now is your time. Would you ask him into your life? Would you say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you came into this world to uh, experience our pain, to enter into our pain, to become one of us, yet fully God, fully man. I believe you lived the perfect life that I could never live. I believe you died on the cross to be the atoning sacrifice for my sin. I believe in your resurrection from the dead. I'm asking you to be my king, my Lord, my God, my Savior. Would you be my shepherd? Would you guide me the way you'd want me to go for the rest of my days? Help me to be your ambassador. Hey, if you're a prodigal, this is your prayer, man. Help me to come home and refine the fire and the ministry and the gifting that you've granted to me, Father. In Jesus' name. Hey, if you open up your heart for the first time to the Lord Jesus Christ, welcome to the family. Hey, if you are a prodigal and you found your way back home, praise God. Would you let us know at walkintruth.com? There's a place that you can write a comment. You might say, hey, I prayed with Pastor Michael today and reopened my heart or opened my heart for the first time. If you need a Bible, if you need help with a prayer request, or um, maybe you're looking for a good, healthy Bible teaching church, We'd love to help you however we can, and you can reach out to us at walkintruth.com. Hey, so glad you're listening. Have a glorious weekend, and we will, Lord willing, see you either on Sunday or right back here on Monday for more of the incredible book of Isaiah. God bless you. We'll see you then. And join us on Monday for Pastor Michael Lance's teaching in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 8 through 10, 15, called, The Lord Sends a Message. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth and Happy New Year. Our resolution, like always, is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.